as the Israel-Hamas war rages into a second month, the U.S. is stepping up its activities across the Middle East, sending a fierce warning to any non-state actor who might try to expand the conflict into a broader regional war. In Syria, U.S. fighter jets launched an airstrike on a weapons storage facility used by Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. The goal, to prevent Iran's proxies from carrying out further attacks on U.S. interests in the region. This target last night was a weapons ammunition storage facility, so we know uh, that it had a practical impact on their ability to arm these groups, uh, but also to send a strong signal of deterrence. These groups have a choice to make. They want to continue to attack our troops uh, in Iraq and Syria, then they're going to have to face the consequences for that. Right, and those Iranian-backed militia that Mr. Kirby there just mentioned have attacked U.S. troops and American assets in both Syria and Iraq a staggering 41 times since October 17th. And on Wednesday, Houthi rebels, also backed by the Iran, by the way, shot down an unarmed U.S. military drone off Yemen's coast. That's according to a defense official. This follows the U.S. intercepting Houthi cruise missiles and drones headed for Israel. CNN national security reporter Natasha Bertrand is there. Natasha, tell us more about this strike. Boris, two F-15 fighter jets launched this airstrike on a weapons storage facility that U.S. officials say was being used by Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps as well as its proxy groups to launch attacks on U.S. forces in the region over recent weeks. And there have been about 40 such attacks by these Iran-backed groups against U.S. and coalition bases in Iraq and Syria since October 17th. And this was a way for the U.S. to retaliate against those attacks as well as to try to degrade that Iranian infrastructure that they say is allowing these groups to continue carrying out these attacks. Now, according to Austin, in his statement last night, he emphasized that this was a limited self-defense strike and that he does not want to see, and the U.S. writ large does not want to see this conflict escalate any further. He urged against any further escalation by these groups, and defense officials revealed last night that they have actually been in touch with Iran directly to communicate to them that they expect Iran to stay out of this conflict and to rein in those proxy groups. And so this was a limited, according to the Pentagon, self-defense act. And they, uh, you know, are, were questioned very uh, re repeatedly by the Pentagon press corps about how sustainable this is because the uh, Iran-backed groups, they have continued launching these attacks in recent weeks, even after the U.S. has launched these airstrikes on these ammunition and wep weapons uh, depots. And so it remains to be seen whether this really has any deterrent effect for us. And notably, Natasha, this also comes on the heels of another Iranian-backed uh, group of Houthi forces in Yemen shooting down an unmanned uh, U.S. military drone. Bring us up to speed on that. Yeah, so this happened over the Red Sea yesterday, an unmanned MQ-9 Reaper drone conducting surveillance activity in the region. It was shot down by Houthi rebels, and they are backed, as you said, by Iran. They operate in Yemen, and the U.S. is investigating, CENTCOM is investigating the incident, but this comes just a few weeks after a U.S. Navy warship intercepted several missiles and drones by these same Houthi-backed forces that were launched, and according to the Pentagon, they were headed towards Israel. 
oil. And the U.S., as you can see, is taking a kind of a more active effort here to try to intercept all of these attacks by these Iran-backed groups in the region towards Israel and towards U.S. forces. And that is contributing to the major concern here that this conflict could escalate and spiral out of control, something that the U.S. is communicating to the Iranians as well as other uh, 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 people in the region uh, that they do not want to see. And that is, of course, why they have placed all of that military hardware in the region, including those carrier strike groups, Boris. Natasha Bertrand from the Pentagon, thanks so much. Joining us now to continue the conversation is retired U.S. Army Major Mike Lyons. Major, thank you for being here today. Good to see you. Good to see you, Rahel. Uh, I want to start, Major, with uh, something John Kirby said earlier this morning and get your reaction to it. Take a listen. This target last night was a weapons ammunition storage facility, so we know uh, that it had a practical impact on their ability to arm these groups, uh, but also to send a strong signal of deterrence. These groups have a choice to make. They want to continue to attack our troops uh, in Iraq and Syria, then they're going to have to face the consequences for that. So, Major, just your, your response to that. I mean, do you agree and do you think that this attack is sending a strong message of a deterrence because we continue to see um, these incidents? Well, first, I think it's about time. Uh, we've had these attacks going on for the last few weeks. There's always been 41 of them that have taken place already. And, and frankly, I think this administration has a deterrence credibility problem. I think they just feel that visible assets in the region are going to be enough. And then, frankly, attacking a weapons cache in, in the middle of the desert and not going after the individuals responsible sends another message. It, you know, the, the Middle East is awash in weapons. There's, there's thousands of these kinds of targets that are out there. So, no, frankly, I, I don't think it's enough. I think we need to decide whether we're going to keep our troops there and protect them. And if we're not, then just get them out of there. But, um, but again, it's, it's a response. It's, well, it's long overdue. Mm. And we have to see what's going to happen going forward. It, I, I'm just, I don't think it's going to stop them. I think we're going to have to escalate uh, and go after some of the leaders of these groups as opposed to just going after the equipment that they carry. And, and what might that look like? I mean, is that actually more of these airstrikes or is there something in between? Well, I mean, airstrikes create challenges logistically. Uh, God forbid we lose a plane. I mean, from an operational perspective, that it, uh, it's somewhat of a risk. We have other assets that we could use. We could use drones. We could do the same thing that they're doing to our soldiers. Uh, so there's other ways to engage, I think, the enemy here in this, uh, in this particular theater. Um, I understand, again, deterrence, that you have to have it, um, and what we have in, in, the, in the Mediterranean and now in the Red Sea is important, provides an umbrella for Israel as it's trying to protect itself. These, we've got rockets coming in from, from Yemen. We've got rockets coming in from all kinds of locations that we're going to help the Israelis with. But from a deterrence perspective for our U.S. troops inside of Syria and in Iraq, we just have to do a better job. Mm -hmm. We just heard Alex there say, Alex Marquardt say that the U.S. says that it's communicating directly with Iran about these heightened tensions in the Middle East. Major, how significant is that? Well, I mean, direct talks with Iran don't really go very far sometimes. I mean, they look at it as amounts to finger wagging. This morning, I did see the Iranian ambassador to the United Nations on CNN, and he said a lot of interesting things that, that Iran doesn't really control these uh, these militia groups that it, it it's possible that they're they're far away from their flagpole, um, but they know what Iran's intent is. That's for sure, and that's really what the military operates off of is, is the intent of what the Iranians want. We just have to see going forward. Mm -hmm. I think um, we we made the strikes. We'll see what happens. I know the administration does not want to escalate. I understand that, but but again, deterrence only matters if, if it actually works. It's failed in Ukraine. It failed in in Israel. Uh, and if uh, and if we don't make sure that uh, these enemy soldiers stop attacking U.S. forces, 
uh, then I'm afraid that we're, we're not going to look like we're, we're, we're true to our word as well. Major, was it significant to you that the U.S. notified not just um, Iran, putting Iran on notice, but also notifying Russia through this established sort of deconfliction channel regarding its airstrikes? Is that sort of par for the course, or did that get your attention? No, it did. I think that there's this alliance that's been created now in the world between, you know, Russia, Hamas, terrorist organizations, Iran, North Korea is in on that, potentially China. They're China's still trying to figure out, you know, what side they're taking in this conflict. They're threading the needle, uh, so to speak. Um, and but the world is becoming much more, pol you know, polarized again in two in two spheres. Um, Russia doesn't have a lot of capability now. If they weren't involved in Ukraine, perhaps. They might get more involved, but um, they're, they're kind of on the sidelines. They've got their hands filled right now with Ukraine. Mm -hmm. So, again, it just gets back to deterrence, whether or not, you know, we, sh we need to be willing to pull the trigger if we, if we determine uh, that we have a good target and we know that the, that the attacks have been made on Americans and we know that it will really impact the military. Again, the Middle East is awash in weapons caches like the one that was targeted. Um, it's going to take more than just hitting one of them for them to change their minds.